0: Welcome to Make Money Count, the podcast by Connect Home Financing. Be sure to visit makemoneycount.com to find all of our old episodes. Be sure to rate, comment, and review on all of your favorite podcast platforms. If you want to send us a question, please send us a question to hello at connect.ca. That's connect with an A. If you're not already a subscriber, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Thank you once again for listening to Make Money Count. And now your hosts, Marcus Averis and Justin Turner. Hello, everyone. Back to another
1: episode of Make Money Count. A lot of things happened today. We were actually going to record this on Friday, but we thought it only necessary to push it up to today because... Today, something big happened. The Bank of Canada raised the key interest rate by 1%. And we have our lovely friend Marcus here, who's like coming in live from Greece, who I'm sure has a lot to say about this. It's weird, right? 1%. That's a big one. It's a lot. So you know what
2: the prime rate is going to be, right?
1: 4.7. Yeah. That's crazy. When's the last time that happened? Um, I was looking at that. Do you
2: know uh, how high the prime rate got once, not uh, the overnight rate. So the prime would have been higher.
1: Like 80s style. It was
2: September 1981. Yeah. And it hit over 19%.
1: That's crazy. The overnight rate. But hopefully not happen again.
2: And at the time, like the economy was broken.
1: Right. right?
2: And right now the economy is broken. We broke the economy. Right. Like we our our response to covid led the way for an entire dismantling of our economy. You remember how like the government was telling us, like, don't worry, we are we got this under control. We're just going to give everybody checks, lots of money to stabilize the economy. It's not going to create inflation. It's just going to keep things going. Otherwise, it's going to be a big problem. Well, so uncharacteristic in a situation like that. But the government's actions actually made things worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not going to know the full effect of it yet. We're going to find out soon enough. But like all of this talk about, you know, uh, we're going to have a soft landing. So we spoke, We've like all of these conversations we've been having for the last couple of years now, right? Namely, the inflation chat. And the probability of this leading to a soft landing, and it just now is starting to kind of reappear. Like uh, there was a good quote that the the guy, the Tiff Macklin, the um, the governor of the Bank of Canada, had, where he said, "The path to a soft landing
1: is now somewhat more narrow." <laughs> <laughs> so, are you worried Reed, that the soft landing doesn't exist anymore? Well, I, I, from the
2: beginning, there was no soft landing. If you yeah. increase interest rates the way they're increasing interest rates, there's no soft landing. Right. Inflation numbers, though, are so red hot mm-hmm. like the United. So two things happened today when you were talking about like big news today. There's actually two things that happened and more important, even than the one percent increase that the Bank of Canada posted on the overnight rate is that the United States booked an inflation reading of nine point one percent. 9.1, I wrote it down. Yeah, 9.1%. So, so th- like, things are still really hot, right? Mega Bank of Canada thinks we're going to see 7% inflation into 2024.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: So, like, we're at 4.7 on Prime right now. I didn't think it was going to get this bad. I don't, like, I honestly, I think for sure we're going to see 5.7 right. on Prime. Um, I think we're going to see kind of from now on, I think we're going to see 25, 50 basis point hikes, not like another one percenter, but I think we probably see another one percenter out of the States. Right. I think it slows the American economy down. It slows the Canadian economy down. It's windy here. I don't know. Can you hear how windy it is?
1: It is. It is definitely windy. Yeah. It's okay. Well, it's Mykonos. Mykonos, yeah. a very windy island. Is it? I've never been. Yeah. Maybe it's time to check it out.
2: I don't know. I don't know anybody with a place here, so I, I can't help you, bud.
1: Can't help you, bud. I the last time we did, the last time we did a podcast, I had asked specifically if Canada always follows suit with the Fed, right? Like the Bank of Canada follows suit with the Fed. Yeah, pretty much. But, but I, I did, listen.
2: Do you, right now, we got to. Yeah, so it, let right me now, ask you,
0: Marcus, Like, do you think that yeah. they decided to go the extra 25 basis points higher than the U.S. because of the U.S.'s announcement this morning as well?
2: No, no. I think they did it because they want to send a signal to the market that they know that inflation's an issue and that they're going to act like we spoke about this last time, right? The market has lost confidence in the central bankers. Right? You can't have a reactive central bank, right? You have to have a proactive central bank. Right. So we've had a central banker that's been telling us all along inflation is not a problem. Right? We've had a government, like how stupid, right? The federal government, the minister of finance of the federal government decided she wanted to do a joint press conference with the Bank of Canada's governor. This is a while ago. Do you remember this? It's like a year ago, where they wanted to. To reaffirm that the mandate was full employment and inflation. Single mandate, but two things. It was really confusing messaging. At that time, what they should have been talking about is maybe, just maybe, this massive amount of money that we printed and injected into the economy could cause problems into the future. Right. And I'll go back to it. I've said this before. I'll go back to it. You know what would have solved this? is if we spent the time to efficiently spend the money instead of just printing it and throwing it out into the economy. I mean, what would have helped, first of all, is not shutting our entire economy down for two years. Right. Hmm. Anyways, um, I think we're in for pain. I think, you know, all of the, like, you're going to see it right away. You're going to see it in the consumer lending stuff, right? So like a firm, which Justin is a, uh, Key shareholder. A shareholder of. of? <laughs> it's getting crushed. Honestly, I didn't even look at it. That's that the. Even. It's like the buy here, pay here. Like chop up the installments. Yeah. You know, like the crack cocaine of consumer lending. Right. Don't worry about your credit score. Don't worry about your income. Just like buy stuff online and pay for it in installments. All that type of lending is going to have a really hard time going forward. Right? Right. Because the 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 interest their cost of capital is increasing, their margins are shrinking, they're gonna have to increase the cost of capital of the consumer, and the consumer has less money in their wallets now. Right? Like let's not forget the Bank of Canada is not responsible for Putin invading the Ukraine, right? Nor is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Um so there's External factors that are driving up the prices of everything. And we've spoken about this at length also. Um, I think like if you're Canadian right now, you definitely want to you want to be careful about any big decisions. Right. I think yeah. like we're gonna see property values continue to drop. We've already seen them drop.
1: I have a quick question. I here. Have, yeah, I have yeah, a quick yeah, question. This is this is interesting. You know, like you could pick out like your, like your, like if I was to pick out a hockey team, it would be like Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Patrick Waugh and Nett You know what I'm talking about? Who, yeah. who would, like, who'd what, be your roster? Who'd be yeah, your roster? Who would be your roster part? for the government right now to figure this out as quickly as possible? Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Mark Messier, <laughs> and Patrick Waugh and Net.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, okay, who would be my roster? I don't know, man.
1: I wouldn't put you anywhere near it. <laughs> Definitely not Matt.
2: I mean, like, Matt could handle the technical support, for sure.
0: Maybe not today.
2: <laughs> Producer Matt. Hey, by the way, do you see that full moon? Yes. Boop, it's like right on the top of my finger. Boop. Okay, who would be... Um, yeah, the problem is is like like we and we speak about this too right it's like the way that the government is set up we're voting for people in a popularity contest to get them into power and then they have four years to enact some real change but like naturally they just want to get reelected right so their behavior is such that it's like again like quick stimulative things to make people happy you know, uh, so you would need people that, like, didn't, like, didn't really care mm-hmm. uh, to be reelected almost, right? right? And people who had a vision that would say, like, I know what I'm going to do is going to be harsh, but I know that I'm going to leave things better off, and I hope that it happens within my four years, but if it doesn't, that's okay, because smart people are going to understand in the future how I was helpful. The the, the other issue is, like, don't you kind of feel like politicians almost have contempt for us? Like, they're like, people, oh, they're so stupid. Like, just tell these stupid people the bare minimum and, like, let's push them through it. Like, just listen to us. It's almost as if the politicians, in addition to being really focused on like temporary gains in order to maintain power and keep, you know, uh, keep control that they have like contempt for us, like for Canadians or whoever their electorate is. And like, they don't think we're that smart. They don't think like the populace is necessarily very intelligent and they behave in such a way to kind of force us down like cattle, like just, do this and do this next, put the mask on, take the mask off, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine, take a stimulus check, oh, give us a stimulus check back, right? So I think that if we were to find people and elect people who, number one, didn't think that the populace was stupid, like gave people credibility. Right. And gave people kind of the benefit of the doubt. I think we would end up in a much better position year over year. Like I think, you know, like right now we're going to have a problem. Right. Uh, So who, who would I put in power? I probably put in like successful business people that I know. Right. Um, I would put in people that like, I think you need to focus. We talked about this too, right? You need to focus on education. You need to focus on equality, like equal access to stuff so that like poor kids can get great education, right? Yeah, hundred um, percent. You need to focus on healthcare. Ours is not so great right now, even though it's uh, free. You need to like make things stable, and then you need to focus on how you're going to regroup your economy, right? Like our economy right now is so focused on real estate. Real estate's going to get smashed, right? Right, like real estate's going to have a problem, right? Prime rate's going to be six percent. Right. Variable rate mortgages are going to be five. It's going to be a lot of people taking second mortgages. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And the runway on this isn't forever. Right. It's not infinite anymore. The runway is now shortening. Like before property values were jumping up because interest rates were low. So asset prices rose. So you could borrow more money at cheap rates and continue to fuel this bubble. Right. Well, now that's been pulled back. Right. You want specific names of who I would put into power? I was thinking like, yeah, I was thinking like.
1: G- my buddy Gene McBurney, i put in there. Yeah. I was thinking like like previous elected officials, like Stephen Polos, Mike Harris. Maybe not Mike Harris. No, he was the Ontario Premier, wasn't he?
2: Mike Harris, yeah, he was Ontario Premier of Ontario. Yeah.
1: My mom doesn't like
0: Mike Harris. Yeah, didn't he sell the 407?
1: I'm not sure. My mom works in healthcare, so she's not a fan of Mike Harris. Sorry, Mike, if you're listening.
2: And I think he ended up starting some type of healthcare company, too. Interesting. I know he lives in the Bahamas now. Oh, does he? Anyways. Oh, he does. I, well, like part-time, yeah. He's, yeah. Right. He's so friends with a, a buddy of mine.
1: Interesting. So... With prime rate raising, the ultimate question is, of course, are we still fans of variable rates? I mean, I have a yep. variable rate. I'm happy. I'm not going anywhere. Me too, anymore. man. Me yeah. too. Holding white knuckle it through this.
2: Yeah. Got, how about this? How about this? I still think rates are going down at the end of 2023.
0: I agree.
1: Yeah, 100. percent And like a lot of the, a lot of the, my. Um, I don't know how to word this, but some of my clients who, you know, have a history in economics and all this stuff has been saying the same thing. 2023 at the end of 2023, like people are jumping on two year rates kind of thing right now. Just, you know, knowing that in 2024, it might be a good time to come up for renewal again. Right.
2: What's the two year rate?
1: Oh, don't do that to me. Matt Matt has a computer in front of him. right? That's true.
0: Let me see if I can try to find that out for
1: you. Usually the best two-year rate is MCAP. That's where I go for my two-year rates, I would say. I don't know if we could put that in the podcast.
2: Why not? You can put it in the
0: podcast. Yeah, why
2: not? I honestly, like, I don't see it's going to be that much better than a variable.
1: Right. No, of course, of course. I'm just saying, like, you know, B mortgages, stuff like that. Like, you know, coming – I'm just saying, coming up for renewal in – In July 2024 is going to be better than coming up for renewal in July 2023, is what I'm saying.
2: To get a fixed rate? What are you talking about? If you're in a variable rate, what does what's the difference? No, yeah. And you know what? Actually, think through that, because if we go into a recession, the spread on the variable will get tighter. Right. So, like prime, like you remember, like variable rates the discount from prime is predicated upon the economic certainty amongst the banks but what we may end up seeing is that spread tighten if the banks kind of trust each other less right right it's kind of it's based off of the interbank lending rate um, so that, i don't know we got to think through that a little bit hmm. i do think though that banks are going to become more profitable with higher interest rates right bigger spreads more yield net interest margins increase so if they want to get competitive for business they might be able to extend that that
1: discount discount yeah 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 so you start i think we'll start seeing prime minus ones again
2: yeah i mean there is prime minus ones
1: right now but you know what i'm saying yeah
2: okay so like maybe you might be able to get a prime minus 120 discount but until only the point that like if we go into a serious recession then you'll see those spreads tighten right you'll see those discounts off of prime uh not not be as great interesting listen That's- i like i think we got a problem right like i, I think like we keep seeing interest rates rise they're going to rise another 1% because the bank of canada wants to show us that they're going to be tough on inflation right um And it's in the middle of an an economic situation where the consumer is already tight.
1: All right. Listen, Marcus, give give us one minute. We're going to cut to one of our commercials and we will be right back with another question.
2: The level of competition in the market is between the mortgage finance companies. Mortgage finance companies are setting the market for rates and then the bank picking and choosing when they want to compete. But I'll tell you one time they never compete is with their existing borrowers. Yes. If you are an existing client of a bank and you're in a variable rate mortgage, you will not receive a competitive bid on a fixed rate when you're converting unless you show that you're shopping. And even then, they're aware of the fact that you're going to be paying a penalty to break. If you have a mortgage, you want to probably call Connect just to feel out the situation right now. If you have a mortgage and you're sitting at home and you're like, geez, is inflation an issue that I have to worry about? Let's talk through it. We've got a tool on our website that can tell you how much you can borrow using your house and what the price is. It's the only tool like that in all of Canada. You go in, you enter in your address, you say, I want to Connect Flex loan. You get a price, you download it, it's approved, we fund you in 24 hours. Nothing like that.
1: We're back. Marcus wanted another question, and this is a question that I'm getting a lot from clients right now, and we're seeing a lot of um, media coming out from a lot of the lenders, especially the big banks, about this. So, um, what generally happens in a situation like this when you're with a when you're on a, uh, a a true variable rate and your payment is not changing? Like, is this a cause for concern for those people or? Uh, I mean, (laughs) you're not
2: amortizing your mortgage anymore, right? Right. Like you're reducing, if your payment isn't changing, more of your money is going to interest and less of your money is going towards principal. Right. And I mean, it depends. Like, is it a problem? If you're on a fixed income, it's a solution, right? Like, so what? You're not paying your principal down. Right. Right. What if you can't afford more of a monthly payment?
1: Right. Of course. Of
2: course.
1: There's all this talk about like, sorry. I was just going to say there has to be a breaking point though. Right. Like I know that. Yeah. Right. Once you're in like that right. Negative amortization space. Right. Is that. the? Uh, Oh, I mean like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Negative am. Yeah, for sure. So like where you're accruing. Yes. uh, Interest on top of your principal because the amount allocated to your payment doesn't cover the interest interest. that's owing on it right i've never seen that happen before and uh, trust me i bet you there's a provision in the standard charge terms of the mortgage that says that the rate resets in that case
1: oh yeah for sure but you gotta think
2: like like it's already roughly double right right so you know we're i mean yeah i mean if you had a one and a half percent uh variable you're doubled now right yeah, like you remember March 2020, <laughs> we were like hammering the phones. We had prime minus 120, one, like, and we were like, you got to get these because they're all going to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. then economic instability creeps in, variable rate discounts shoot the wrong way on people. They shrink mm-hmm. um, because of the uncertainty.
1: Uh, and then they, they ended up being prime plus- Depending on what lender you were looking at,
2: they, and, they went from prime minus one to prime plus one. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and you ask if I remember that that time. I specifically remember eating a burrito on my couch with my laptop, and I had we had sent out an email for clients to give us a shout to lock or to 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 break and move to a variable rate. And I think I had something like three hundred and fifty emails, and I did Saturday Sunday like fourteen hours just calling people from my couch. It was wild. It was wild. But we helped a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone did the same thing.
2: Meaning, yeah. Josh, remember here. Josh? Remember how many calls Josh made?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Josh. For, for everyone that's not listening, Josh was flying that day and he said the wind speeds were too, too fast and he couldn't for get back to the airport. Oh, or, wow. Yeah. For everyone that is listening. That was what he said. The wind speeds were too high. It was a windy day. It's windy day here
2: in Mykonos today. Yeah, it's windy there. Yeah. So I, honestly, what should people do is, is where we're kind of coming to. If you're thinking you need to get equity out of your place because you have debt, you absolutely need to do it now. Right. Because your house is very likely to decrease in value by a non-trivial amount right right we sounded the alarm bell on this a little while ago
1: yeah yeah no, 100%. And
2: it is going to be a little bit stressful you know you can hear it right like you can hear it when the central banks bankers are talking they're telling you we no longer care about whether we're going to start a recession or not we right. care about getting rid of inflation right right inflation is scarier than recession big-time inflation that, like, creeps into an economy. Like, look at the reactions, right? Like, look what we're willing to do. The president of the United States is traveling to Saudi Arabia, a country he said he would not go to, and a leader he said he would not meet, and instead he was going to turn him into a pariah. I think he actually said, I'm going to turn uh, MBS, let's think, the guy in uh, Saudi Arabia, I'm going to turn him into a pariah for what he did, the killing of Khashoggi. And instead he is going, I'm sure he's not crawling, but he will fall down the stairs of his airplane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's crawling to Saudi Arabia. He's crawling to Saudi Arabia to go and ask them to increase oil output so that we can reduce the, uh, the price of uh, gas at the pump. Right. Right. I don't know. It's just you can you can tell that uh the global leaders are worried, right?
1: You would think that America has enough oil of themselves, no? I mean, uh, buddy, we definitely do.
2: The problem is energy policy has been so perverted over the past 10-15 years, right? right? The idea of like we're going to focus on renewables and there's going to be enough renewables to run our economy. So let's not damage the earth. It's not sustainable, right? Like mm-hmm. in the end, it causes problems with your foreign policy. So now we've got energy policy dictating foreign policy. Right. Um, and we've created some real monsters, right? Like, yeah, the Americans have a lot of oil.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Proven oil reserves, like billions of barrels. Um, but like Canada has a lot of oil.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
2: But we don't want to put a pipe. We don't want to create a pipeline. Right. So instead we bought oil from Russia and we buy oil from Saudi Arabia too. Listen, uh, until we can reduce the price of oil and reduce reliance on it, we're going to have an issue, right? Right. Um, and it's, that's not going to get solved quickly.
1: Right, right. No, of course. Until everyone's driving a Tesla.
2: Even then, man. Even then. like, And everyone's not going to drive a Tesla. They're not going to be able to afford a Tesla.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I mean, he's not going to be able to afford to make them anymore now that he's getting sold, sued for $44 billion. Is it $44 billion? That's right.
0: I think there's a clause where he can uh, cancel the deal for a billion. Which is 2.2%. You'd lose more if you walked away from a home sale.
2: That's right. You know, Matt, um, I was reading this article about that, and it's a lot like a home sale because the exit that he has is a financing condition. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So he's basically got a financing condition on it. But he said that he was going to pledge $35 billion of collateral. So it's almost like a financing co- condition with some specificity. So he's... He's kind of like outlined like, if I can't get a loan on these terms, namely like this is how much I'm going to put up for my loan, then I'm allowed to back out of it. But then I was reading that like, maybe that financing condition is he will not be able to use it to back out of it, in which case, uh, yeah, he could be sued to complete the transaction. But it's kind of like buying a house.
1: Yeah, I was reading an article today that like his... Anyways, talking about like his you can tweets. It. No, I was. It was talking about how his tweets were going to be the main, uh, like all his very confident tweets about buying Twitter was going to be the you know, the.
2: Yeah, I think I think Matt's right. I think he probably gets, he's on the hook for a billion dollars.
0: That's a lot of money.
2: And whatever, for him, it's pocket change, right? Yeah, like it's I like said, it's two point two
0: percent of the purchase price. That's nothing on. For a guy like that, 2% to sure walk it's not away. Nothing,
2: man. It's still a billion dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'd he's love got, it. What does he have, 250? What does he have, 250 Something billion? What's like his net worth? These increases are, you know, like 50 basis points in April, 50 basis points in June, 1% now in July. Like, these are going to be shocking to the market. And then, like, a lot of this information that we heard, like jobless claims are way down. Canada's got the... You know, lowest unemployment in history. But if you look at those numbers, it's because people have left the job market, right? Like people who previously were looking for a job aren't looking for jobs anymore. That's nice. a problem.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, they were living off government cheddar for so long, right?
2: It's no good. This is a no bueno situation, JT.
1: It is no bueno.
2: Listen, I, like I said, property values are going to drop. If somebody needs to borrow money, you got to look at doing it now.
1: And and what do you, when do you think they'll come back? Like, is this a forever thing? Obviously not. Like like uh, as soon June as twenty third twenty twenty five. Perfect. I, I you heard I'm it really here first. Connect. But I'm saying like I, after I think- after the interest rates come back down, like how long of a lag after that do we do we do you think we'll see? Or you can't answer that.
2: It's just too many variables, right? Like, I think that interest rates come down in order to re- stimulate the economy. How quickly does the economy get back on track, where people are reborrowing to purchase, right? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like. Oh, I think honestly, I, I said jokingly, twenty twenty five. I think that's, you know, it's probably like three years from now that we'll start seeing the real estate market turn back into a positive direction if all goes well.
1: Right. June 23rd. Right. So
2: so figure like if they're talking inflation until 2023, 2024, and we think that inflation will give way to recession by 2024, which means accommodative policy, which means lower interest rates. And then lower interest rates to re-stimulate. And then 2025, people start buying, mm-hmm. getting back into it kind of more heavily, and we see property value. But like there's so many things that can happen between now and then, right? Right. And who knows? Like maybe, you know, maybe some other central banking trick that, you know, comes out of their toolkit that uh, who knows what 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 else we're gonna see them do. But um I think that we're underestimating, I think the government and the central bank is underestimating the impact that a significant decrease in housing prices is going to have on the Canadian economy. And I think it's a mistake. I think that um, Canadians, like you got to understand, right? Canadians have to go bankrupt in order to default on their mortgage, right? They got to lose their house and then they got to go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. that's not a rosy picture. And if we see a 30% drop in housing prices, which is not out of the question, Mm -hmm. many, many Canadians will be underwater on their homes. Yeah. So, I mean, like what worries me is that like, we don't know. Uh, Maybe maybe we're underestimating what a 30% drop in housing prices does to the Canadian economy. Right. Right. Because it puts people underwater, and it really limits what they can, t- what they're going to be able to pay for, and it puts into peril car loans, consumer loans, credit cards. A rapid drop in housing prices is going to rock consumer spending. It is going to really, really affect confidence. Right? People aren't going to go out for dinner when their house dropped
1: thirty percent. Right. Of course. That's crazy. Um, I do have good news It's weird there. to see.
2: You know what's weird to see, too? Is like right now, I'm in Greece, right? And there's people traveling and spending money like there's no tomorrow, like riding this past kind of fiscal wave. And in September, I feel like everyone's going to kind of get back to business and they're going to be like, oh, no. Right. Not just Canadians, not just Canadians, Germans, Americans, English, like every country in the G seven has pushed in a jumbo interest rate hike. Right.
1: I mean you're you're it's gonna like, affect things. Yeah, you're in like the capital of recessions. I am in the recession a country capital that of the has world.
2: certainly certainly experienced uh, economic shifts Yeah, But again, do you know how they experienced it? You know what they did? Tell us. So the Greeks had this habit of when a government was, like a new government was coming into power, they would give jobs to everybody. So if like I was running to be the prime minister of Greece, everybody that was helping me with my campaign, everybody that I needed to go meet, jobs, I'll put you at the, you know, ministry of this, I'll put you like Olympic airways, which is a Greek airline that was started by Aristotle on was gifted to the Greek government. It was a profitable airline that was gifted to the Greek government. And then the Greek government, whenever a new guy would come into power, they would put like a couple hundred people there, a couple thousand people somewhere else. They would bloat the spending of the government. To such a level where they needed to increase taxes, but they didn't really because they wanted the economy to keep rolling again, short sighted. Let's just get into power. Mm. Let's just get these stupid people to vote for us. Everything is going to be okay. And if it isn't, it'll be some other guy's problem. And then they needed to join the European union to reduce their borrowing costs. And in order to do so, Goldman Sachs helped them fudge the numbers on their essentially income and assets to hide some of their debt. They joined the European Union and then the European Union was like, oh, there's a really big problem with this country. And then they imposed these austerity measures on Greece. Like right now in Greece, the value added tax, like the the additional tax on almost everything that you buy is 24%. Wow,
1: that's crazy.
2: Yeah, so it's like you buy something for a dollar you're, you're giving the government a, you're giving them a dollar twenty four and twenty four cents is going to the government.
1: That's crazy. You caught me off guard there with your talk about Aristotle. I thought you were referring to the guy who was like born in three hundred and eighty four BC. but once you clarified that he had given a like a an airplane company to Greece, I Aristotle Onassis
2: man. He was like a a shipping guy from northern Greece who like lived in South America married Jackie Kennedy oh wow uh, yeah cool dude
1: interesting and and just for everybody like who's who just to catch everyone up to speed here uh, and we're not saying that that this is our best but the two-year cap rate is 449 <sighs>
2: I'm trying to think if I would take that so we think, Prime is going to go to five point seven.
1: Right. And you got Prime minus fifty, so you're at five point two now.
2: Who's got Prime minus fifty? Wouldn't, I, wouldn't I get saying, Prime minus one? Why okay. wouldn't you give me a better rate than that? Okay, so you got Prime minus one. Okay.
1: So you have. 4. So I'm at 7. three
2: seven. I'm at three seven right now. In, and you're saying what's the M MP- cap rate? Four point nine. Mm, that's nicely priced, eh? I I don't mind that rate for 2 years. I just, you know what though? I just worry that like 18 months in we see a rate cut. Maybe sooner.
1: Right. Right, right, right.
2: I mean, I don't worry, I hope.
1: Yeah, I hope no, that we tame
2: inflation. I hope that you know, the price of things can can reduce a little bit, but Oh, it's getting windy here.
1: It is getting windy. All right, well, it's tremendously windy in Greece. And and what time is it?
2: Mm, 10, 10, 10 o'clock.
1: Ten o'clock. So it's time for bed almost. So we're gonna say goodbye. And if everybody who's watching right now can like, subscribe, comment, we'd really appreciate it. Um, we look forward to seeing you next week. And and next week you might be here in the flat. Yeah. No. Yeah.
2: There's a there's a
1: chance of that. Awesome. Well,
2: to the I'll
1: see you then.